When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, yes. Welcome into another edition of the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. We're on the Inside STL Podcast Network. I am your host, Tim McKernan, alongside Gangster Pete and Iggy, the producers of this podcast. And our guest today, presented by Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, is Field. Bob Nation, a big topic in St. Louis is the merger of the city and the county. And Mayor Bob Nation is quoted in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch as saying uh, the forceful nature of trying to get this done against the will of many St. Louisans, especially that the ballot initiative would be placed on a statewide ballot in November of 2020, is, quote, bullying. So, uh, I wanted to get the perspective of Bob Nation and why he thinks this idea is not a good one for the St. Louis metropolitan area. Ladies and gentlemen, presented by Evergreen Wealth Strategies and Mark Hanna, here is Chesterfield Mayor Bob Nation on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Well, Bob, thank you so much for coming in and joining me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. you. The, uh, the, the topic that so many people uh, have been discussing in St. Louis, I feel like over the last few years, and I don't know what really started it. I think it were probably a combination of factors. I think Ferguson, the Rams, the MLS vote. I think all of those things. Uh, Gene McNary talked about an idea for Burroughs, and it got a discussion going uh, regarding the merger of St. Louis City and St. Louis County. As the mayor of Chesterfield, what is your position on well, I mean, I, I think the, the topic is something that can be talked about from many different aspects and perspectives for a long time. There's probably some bottom lines, you know, obviously most recently, I mean, the history of Better Together, I think if you read about it, it was, it was started in, in 2013. So actually this was before the Michael Brown Ferguson, you know, uh, unfortunate situation. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, you can read about that and see, you know, where it started and, and you know, how how it's grown. And obviously, Mr. Sinkfeld is, you know, it's assumed that he's going to be providing his financial backing to, you know, uh, uh, support a campaign to get a, you know, uh, a statewide vote uh, done on this. I, you know, as I, you know, uh, especially, you know, because it has bec- become a talking point recently, I've, you know, started looking into it and, Refamiliarizing myself and uh, in, in a greater degree than before, and um, I, you know, um, you know, if you want to say there's some bottom lines, uh, I think a bottom line is it's nothing more than a, uh, a money grab and a power grab uh, devised by those who perhaps uh, are well-intentioned uh, in some cases, in many cases, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, are naive and inexperienced in municipal government. Uh, the, I think they started off the name alone, uh, Better Together, uh, suggests that they had a, an end goal in mind. They had a solution in mind, and then I think they went about collecting data 
to uh, support and describe a problem that, in my mind, is not the problem. If they suggest that the main problem in city is the fractionalization of, of government services because of the, you know, 89 municipalities and, and fire districts and school districts, et cetera, in my mind, that is not the cause of the problems that we perceive. What do you believe is the cause of the problems that we perceive in the well, city? Well, obviously, you, you have a failed city of St. Louis, uh, you know, in that, you know, in 1950, uh, you know, the city of St. Louis, I believe, was the fourth largest city in the country with a population of 850,000. And, uh, you know, uh, and today it's, it's a, you know, hovers around 300,000. So with that decline in population, uh, coupled with the fact that they have an earnings tax that supposedly accounts for approximately one third of their, you know, total revenues, uh, you know, it, 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 and, you know, having that earnings tax is not only a deterrent for people living there, but it's also a deterrent for uh, businesses that may want to locate there. I think a number of people, and I would call them my generation or younger, uh, see St. Louis, saw where we were in the 1980s. My father would speak to where we were uh, in the 1960s, for example, uh, and feel like we were looking toward growing uh, to try to be in, in competition with some of the biggest cities in the country and now see us getting passed by by uh, cities that we used to look at in the rearview mirror, such as Nashville, Indianapolis, and Louisville. And people ask, what's the constant with those regions? And they talk about the mergers there as being an impetus for their growth. Do you see that as being a, a parallel in apples to apples? I don't see that as an apples to apples. There may be some parallels there, but I think the conditions uh, are, are different in, in those locations. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't see the the situation is being the same. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, has you know, maybe not been touched on very much, but as I see it, as I reflect back on the history of uh, the, the St. Louis County, uh, uh, the, the pool tax that began, in, and, and I'm not trying to talk about pool tax, but I think it's indeed an, an important part of the history. The pool tax was begun in 1977, which when I think Gene McNary was, was actually county executive, and uh, it, this pool tax morphed and went through a couple of significant changes over the years. Uh, when, when the uh, pool tax was first implemented, uh, the, the primary benefactor, at least as I look at it financially, was the county itself. Because uh, prior to 77, the county did not receive any, you know, uh, sales tax. Uh, <clears throat> So that was the that was the major change that was passed in the legislature and then subsequently voted, you know, on by the by the residents, the voters, to approve this pool tax. Mm -hmm. When it started, uh, <clears throat> you know, cities that existed at the time had a choice whether to be a point of sale city or a pool city, and they could go back and forth, et cetera. And uh, and then the, the first change <clears throat> to that. Uh, occurred in 1984, and uh, along with that, what came with that is n no longer having the ability to uh, uh, change back and forth. I guess you could go from a from a, a point of sale to city to a pool city, and that's happened with a couple of municipalities. Matter of fact, Ferguson is one of them that that, that happened. And I'm not sure. I think St. Anne maybe. So there've been a couple of cities that have done that, but. Uh, a pool city cannot go back and, and become a point of sale city. But, but also I think importantly, what came about in 1984 
was a, uh, uh, they call it, actually call it an annexation, uh, um, annexation incorporation penalty imposed by the county, whereby if there was a merger or consolidation or incorporation of a municipality, the county would still get some of the revenue generated from that uh, countywide pool tax. I see. When you speak with your constituents about this, this potential, like the latest news regarding Better Together, what kind of reaction do you, do they have? They well, the emails that I've received, uh, I, I I rarely get anything, uh, you know, from anyone who is is supportive. Um, you know, and what is their reasoning usually, Bob? Well, they, they I think they they the ones who study the issue they they see they see that this is nothing but a money and a power grab. Uh, actually, I mean, I'll go I'll go a step further. Uh, as I contemplate this thing, you know, uh, if, if, if better together, we're successful in implementing these changes that we hear, although we've not, they've not officially rolled out their plans. So we've heard different, you know, versions and rumors of, you know, uh, of how that may look. But, uh, as I see it, as I contemplate delivering of, of deliverance of government services, uh, this would actually make the, 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 the problems worse in, in, in St. Louis County and in our region. And, and why would they make them worse? In your I, I don't think it's, it's not going to address the crime problem. If the crime problem is a, is, is a part of the overall issue. Uh, and then in the taxation, when you look at all the, the existing sales taxes and property taxes that, uh, you know, we currently have in, in St. Louis County in the region, uh, and the contemplated, you know, from the very get go, uh, you know, people started asking, well, what's going to happen with the pool tax or, you know, what's going to happen with the taxes and better together has tried to answer Sam. Matter of fact, they've provided a, what they call a legal opinion from a law firm saying, well, I don't, I don't want to get into that right now, but they've tried to suggest to the people, oh, well, there would be no financial, there would be, would, wouldn't financially strap or put an additional burden on the, on the backs of the taxpayers in St. Louis County. Well, when you start asking the individual questions, that that response is kind of backed off from. And they say, well, maybe and depending and, you know, things like that. Hey, Ryan Kelly is a great sponsor of this podcast. As a matter of fact, he's the studio sponsor of this podcast and has been since we started. He's online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly and his incredible staff with us from the very beginning. And the reason why, well, because I know that if you are in the market to buy a home or refinance, there's only one place you want to go, and that's Ryan Kelly online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Whereas other places have shut down or had to make cuts, Ryan Kelly keeps growing. Why? Because he runs a great business where people truly do save money, and the process, whether it be of closing on a new home or refinancing, is made easier because of his staff. Ryan, good people, saving you money buying a home, refinancing, only one name to know and one place to go. And that's the HomeLoanExpert.com, the sponsor of our studios on the Tim McKernan Show. It's interesting to me um, that uh, I think it would be fair to say that you would consider yourself conservative. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I want to make sure that yeah, I... Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm conservative and, you know... I. Well, the, re the reason I bring that up, just if I could, is because I had Megan Green, who's running for president board of aldermen, and and she certainly would uh, acknowledge that she would would be considered liberal and not just a Democrat, but on the progressive wing of the Democrats. And she is also uh, against it. 
Um, and her reasoning is she believes it's a power grab, which is a phrase you've used a couple of times. But then her perspective is she thinks that Better Together and Rex Singfeld in particular uh, wants to eliminate the 1% city earnings tax. And this is a way to go about doing it. That is her opinion. So you have people from both sides uh, who are not for it. And then also you do have some people who are from both sides who would consider themselves Republican, Democrat, whatever the case, who are for it. Uh, so it isn't necessarily, at least at this moment, as I see it, and as you mentioned, it's a very important note that we don't have the plan put forth at, as we sit here right, and speak, right. but who it isn't falling <clears throat> upon party lines at this moment. Right. Well, I, I mean, as far as the earnings tax, I mean, even Mr. Sinkfeld himself, obviously, he, he sponsored legislation and uh, to try to get rid of the earnings tax, both in St. Louis and, and Kansas City. Personally, I think it, w- it would be wonderful if you could get rid of that. Uh, because it's uh, currently, I believe it's a deterrent to people living living there, which is part of the problem. They've had population, you know, uh, you know decreased, you know, tremendously. And then businesses who may want to locate there, it's a deterrent to them also. So if if somehow uh, uh, funds could be identified to replace that, uh, that earnings tax, I mean, I'm just making the assumption that the city of St. Louis is pretty much strapped financially and to... Uh, do all of, all of a sudden or even over a period of time eliminate that source of revenue that reportedly accounts for uh, a third, approximately one third of their total revenues, uh, you, you need to do something different. You know, if I can, this is kind of a, an offshoot different thing, but it comes to my mind and I, I think it's, I think it relates to this thing. It relates to this overall problem. You know, Government at any level, whether it be federal, state, or local, they're in my mind, you know, and I've, you know, in contemplating this, thinking about this over the years that I've been involved in public service, is to provide services. That is the purpose of government, and you know, and the, the levels of service and the types of services that are provided are different at each level. Locally, you know, we believe, you know, I believe in Chesterfield that you know, in limited government, we're here for we call it the four Ps. Police, uh, parks, public works, and the planning and zoning function. So we need to strive to, I believe, we need to strive to, you know, stay in our lane and, and do a good job of providing those basic services. So those services, you know, it, you know, uh, it, it requires revenue to pay for the services. So most municipalities, their largest source of revenue uh, is sales taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in some, some municipalities, they, they have a property tax, uh, and, 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 you know, of course the income tax then, you know, at the federal and, and state level. And in, in the case of, uh, of, of, uh, uh, the city of St. Louis, uh, they have the earnings tax, but, you know, over time. So, so suffice it to say that, uh, most re- of these revenues are either, uh, come from either property taxes or sales taxes. And over time, with the increase uh, in, in volume of sales, then the revenue from sales taxes automatically increases. As, as property values increase, then the revenues from property taxes without increasing the rates automatically increases. So, you know, I think government needs to strive to keep those rates the same. The, 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 the amounts generated will increase you know, perhaps not in direct correlation with inflation, but approximately so. So 
I look at all of the sales tax increases that we've experienced in St. Louis County over relatively recent years. It is exorbitant. And, you know, I think that is a part of the problem. And I, exorbitant, they're, uh, it's uh, <clears throat> disproportionate. And, and I know I'm bouncing all over here, but I think this is a part of the, part of the problem that people need to be aware of. And, you know, I have utmost respect for law enforcement, but this Proposition P that was passed, uh, you know, almost two years ago, uh, the mag that was a half cent sales tax uh, countywide, St. Louis County, supposed to generate approximately $80 million. As I understand, it's actually generating more than that because the economy is good. <clears throat> uh, unincorporated St. Louis County, of, of that $80 million, approximately $15 million is generated in unincorporated St. Louis County, and yet they receive. 46 million at the time at the time this was ongoing the, the as best i could determine the total budget for st louis county police department was 105 million dollars a year so that additional 46 million that was a 43 percent increase in one fell swoop uh you know and then i think recently tom schneider tom sullivan tom sullivan a uh, resident from University City recently shared with the public the, the magnitude of increases that the uh, police officers in St. Louis County received as a result of that. And they were, you know, they were pretty, uh, pretty astronomical. Now, now, you know, I've heard on, on, as a counter to that, that, you know, the St. Louis County police officers went for many years without any, any kind of an increases. And, you know, if that's true, then shame on, shame on uh, St. Louis County government for not providing adequate increases in, in, in uh, compensation, you know, over the years. A couple of things that uh, I'm really curious about, and I appreciate the context that you're providing regarding the taxes specifically, because I think that's something that doesn't get necessarily discussed uh, and how that would be pragmatically applied should this all take place. Two things that uh, I hear people reacting to, uh, whether it be on social media, on our radio show, Bob, and, and the first one is uh, the manner with which this would be voted upon in November of 2020, that it would be a statewide ballot initiative as opposed to decided by the people of St. Louis County and St. Louis City. What is your reaction to that? Well, that that is obviously uh, un-American and uh, extraordinarily irregular, and that's probably the biggest thing that even people who might be in favor of it uh, acknowledge that that is just that's just completely wacko. And what's what's I, I think this is obvious, but People don't realize that municipalities and in general government organizations are are unable to spend money on campaigns to uh, uh, influence voters on how to vote. They can probably do certain things to educate the public, but I guess that's probably a fine line. The difference between the two that you know between educating and manipulating. Educating and influencing, <laughs> manipulating. Hey, manipulating. There you, there you go. Stronger or, 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 or pulling the wool over the eyes. Right. You know. Yeah. So, I, what is your opinion on the reason for putting it on the ballot? As far as I mean, we both look at it and go, okay, probably not a coincidence that it is a statewide ballot initiative. I look at it going, okay, Missouri has become a red state. November 2020. Uh, most likely, you'll have many, many more Donald Trump voters, no matter who is running from the Democrat side on, in the presidential election. It will be portrayed as saving money, therefore appeasing uh, people who are anti-tax, 
more likely a lot of them will be at the polls, and then therefore it increases the probability of this passing. That's how I view it. How do you? Wow, view? I hadn't even thought about that. That that does make sense. That's that's scary. Just contemplating that proposition. Uh, that's I guess what what comes to my mind when you say that is is what what a what a what a scheme uh, a grand scheme to pull the wool over the eyes of the of the voters. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that's, but, you know, to your first question about why do you think they're going to put it on a statewide ballot, uh, you know, obviously they, I think there are a lot of people think that it would not pass in St. Louis County. But beyond that, uh, I think there's a little bit more to it, and I don't have a thorough understanding of this, in that the uh, <clears throat> the Constitution provides for methods of reintegration or reentry, and I think there's five of them if you, if you look at that article. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it looks like perhaps along with this, there would need a, a modification amendment to the Constitution to allow any kind of reasonable attempt to, for this, of this reentry or merger, whatever you want to call it, uh, to occur. So that, that most certainly, it seems to me, would, would require a statewide ballot. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. I have had a number of people since Mark started advertising on the show say to me via email or when I see them at, at events, you know what? I was hesitant to reach out just because I had a feeling it wasn't going to be great news. And then I did reach out. And not only is Mark an incredibly kind person, but he's so thorough. And then after talking with him, I felt better. And so if you are like I was for a number of years, well into my 30s, and feeling like, yeah, I just don't know what I'm doing with my money. I don't really know anything about it. People start talking about this or that, and I don't understand it, and I'm a little embarrassed, and that's where I was. Then please, and I say it with just the utmost sincerity, go online to evergreenstl.com to find out more about Mark Hanna or... Just give him a call, 314-889-0503. If you want to get a clear picture of what you have and if it's appropriate for your current financial needs, it just starts off with a phone call, 314-889-0503. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, online at evergreenstl.com. And then the second <clears throat> thing uh, that so many people ask about is, well, you know, David Hunt of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch uh, wrote recently a story on the the reception that this has gotten from a number of mayors, you're quoted in the Post-Dispatch uh, on this story. and But it's not just limited to the St. Louis area. Also some people from Centralia, from Blue Springs, uh, who were against it. Uh, and then skeptics say, well, that's because then th they, would, they would no longer have their jobs. The municipalities wouldn't have their jobs. These mayors would no <laughs> longer have their jobs what's your response uh, you know to that? i i'd say you know maybe that may be true in in some instances but by and large the uh the mayors and municipalities that i'm familiar with including my own that's that's laughable i mean i mean you know here's one thing it, it, one thing that a lot of people may not realize that you know most of the municipalities in st louis county there are a couple exceptions i think florison is one exception <clears throat> but most of these municipalities have either city administrators or city managers that, that run the cities, you know, on, on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So the elected officials, the mayors, the council members, aldermen, whatever they're called, 
uh, only receive a, a very modest compensation. You know, I think the mayor of, I've heard just, you know, Ferguson makes, you know, like $300 a month. Uh, probably the, the highest on average, I think, uh, our, our council members make $500 a month. You know, I make $1,000 a month. I take home 600 some odd dollars a month after taxes. Uh, you know, and, and that amount that, you know, exists in our city hasn't changed in 29 years. Uh, is there some abuse out there? There probably are, are situations like that. But by and large, uh, you know, uh, you know, we're... Your point is that this is rarely somebody's I, full-time job. Yeah, and how right. Some- and so, yeah, that, that's that's... That's I don't I think that's predominantly invalid. So in general, I'm curious. Uh, do you think just in general that a merger could happen, and would you be in favor of it, or is it just something that you just don't see being in the best interests of this region? Well, Taking away what we're talking about right now, right. better together. Yeah, I you know I mean I I think. Well, we had a unique situation with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, and that is after working with him doing his spots, I got to a point where I said, I have to make the switch to you, James. And I had to make the switch to him because uh, he did something really quickly uh, for us uh, that was important to Inside STL, and it was taken care of much more efficiently than past experiences with other insurance companies. And I'm like, James, I got to switch to you. And then he's like, oh, I don't want you to do that if you're going to be in an awkward spot with your current insurance guy. And I said, I, listen, I understand and I appreciate that. In other words, it wasn't like, yeah, I'll advertise with you if you switch your business over to me. That's where he was. But he was so good and his staff was so good that I had to make the switch. And it has been an absolute game changer for me and my wife, our family. And that's when it got down to it, what I thought I had to do. I had to take care of my family. And you can't leave yourself exposed in any capacity that could put your family in a bad spot, whether that be life insurance, whether that be disability insurance, or what we all know that we have to have insured, and that is, of course, home and auto insurance. James Carlton at 314-961-4800 or online at carltoninsurance.net. He makes sure that you call him during business hours. You are going to have your call answered. And how refreshing is that? Sounds very basic, but James goes above and beyond for what most companies are doing right now to make sure you know that the customer service you're going to get is better than any other place. And on top of that, he can save you money. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton, State Farm. I think if there are ways identified that, could result in a re-entry of the city of St. Louis without an uh, adverse tax burden being placed on the backs of, you know, uh, of, of the residents of St. Louis County. It, it could be, should be looked at, but Better Together has gone about, they say, they've said, well, they've, they've sought the input of all the stakeholders. Well, that is, that's just not true. I, I happen to know, I've been told directly by leaders of the Municipal League that They've repeatedly reached out and, and, you know, sought to sit down and talk with Better Together, and they, they refused. So they've, they've had all these public meetings saying, well, we've had input from the public, you know, but they've not talked with the people who have the most insight and knowledge and experience into uh, local government and deliverance of services, where the revenues come from and what the costs are to 
provide these services. So you, and that's something that I think is important to discuss. I mean, a number of times uh, you've said it, it's a money grab, it's a power grab. What do you think is, is the angle? I gave you Megan Green's thought process, not to say that she knows, but she thinks it's about getting rid of the city earnings tax by putting it as a part of one whole thing. Um, what do you think? What, what is the power grab? What is the money grab? Where, how does, how does well, that benefit better together? I, I think better together, if you look at their board of directors, uh, <clears throat> is, is no doubt made up of uh, many successful business, high-level executives in, in, in large businesses. And I, there's the civic progress uh, piece. So I think a lot of those people are smart, well-meaning people who've been successful in their individual fields. And, they, and you know, I think it's, it's an easy perception to sell to the public that the cause of the problems in the area are the, the, the 89 municipalities. Well, that's when, when I contemplate it and I think about it and I think, you know, I, I've over the years, I've acquired a, a perspective that, and an insight that, that, you know, the average resident does not have. Uh, yeah. They, you know, I think they, they see that they know the problems of the city of St. Louis and they, they see the revenues that are available, as I mentioned, many, you know, because there have been a lot of tremendous revenues raised in, in St. Louis County recently. They, they see that as a source of revenue. Yeah. I, 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 <clears throat> just to, for the purpose of playing devil's advocate, I mean, Chesterfield would be one of the healthiest, so to speak, uh, municipalities in, in the St. Louis area. And so I think some people would be going who might be in another municipality or in the city of St. Louis Oh, well, yeah, you're coming from it from a perspective of being in one of the best. So perhaps right. your viewpoint would be colored <clears throat> by by that yeah. element. Right. Uh, not to say that that's right or wrong. I think that's that's right. natural. What would your response be? Well, that? I, yeah, that's true. And I've contemplated that. And I do recognize that, <clears throat> excuse me, we're, you know, we're very fortunate in Chesterfield. And we have advantages that many municipalities don't have. But even even taking that into, you know, uh, into into consideration i still think that there are many other municipalities that they may not be quite as fortunate as, as chesterfield is but they still do a good job in providing services at a reasonable cost to their to their constituents you know it, 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 part of this uh, you know i don't know i i stopped me but one of the one thing came to my mind that i thought is is relevant here when when chesterfield was incorporated in 1988 uh and I, I was, you know, I resided in the area. I'm not originally from here, but we've um, come next month. I'll have been here about 40 years. So I think you got to count that at that point. <clears throat> Pardon me. I think you got to count it at that I, point. I, yeah, <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I think, I think that can, can counts for years. something. So, um, so, you know, but before Chester was incorporated, back in the in the um, Chester was incorporated in 1988. So I'm going to say back in the mid 80s, I resided in what is now Chesterfield. And uh, when, when Chesterfield was incorporated, I think the two, I wasn't involved in it directly at that point. You know, I was young and raising kids and, you know, paying the, paying the bills and stuff like that. Didn't have time to be involved in, in municipal government. But uh, I think that the two main reasons that the city of Chesterfield was incorporated and is probably uh, likewise with many other municipalities, uh, we wanted more, more uh, we wanted to gain control of our zoning they were tired of the spot zoning being allowed and created by St. Louis County. And we wanted, I wanted a, a more responsive law enforcement mm. had a situation where uh, in our, where we lived, uh, we had a situation had a, uh, where we called nine one one 
with a report of a prowler at gunpoint, which was the case at my house. My next-door neighbor had been a, a volunteer police officer with uh, Maryland Heights, and uh, he came out one evening, and, you know, we have visiting relatives sitting in a screen-in porch and says, hey, Bob, we got a prowler in the neighborhood, you know, and what had happened is a teenage boy neighbor, you know, a couple doors down from him whose parents were away called him and said they had somebody come at his door that wasn't, you know, didn't belong there. So we, we walked out and we look over and there's this fellow sitting on my front step of our porch who didn't belong there. This it's nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. <clears throat> so I asked my wife to go up, check on the kids. We had three young, young, young boys at the time and check on the kids and uh, call 911 tell them we have prowler at gunpoint because my neighbor, the volunteer police officer had the guy spread eagled on the, on the, on the, uh, on the, on the lawn. 18 minutes response time, response time for a report of prowler at gunpoint. Now I'm sure that the response times and the caliber of service that that St. Louis County police officer delivers now is much better than what it was then. But at that time that told me we need more responsive law enforcement. And even if it costs more money, Frankly, I don't think it costs us more money. Our numbers, you know, cost per re- revenue, uh, cost per you know uh, per resident mm-hmm. in, in Chesterfield, any way you want to look at it, are, are comparable to you know I- anybody else you want to compare it to. A final question for you, open ended, uh, <clears throat> perhaps could lead to a follow up. But uh, let's just play out the hand, uh, assuming that the signatures um, are there and this does get on the ballot and it does pass. What do you do? What do you, what do your constituents want? How would this play out if this were to actually transpire in November of 2020? Well, I, you know, I'm not a, not a lawyer, but I, I would imagine that there would be uh, numerous uh, potential uh, uh, lawsuits and uh, litigations uh, against it, you know, unconstitutional or whatever. Um, and would those stem from, I realize neither <clears throat> one of us are, are lawyers, but would that stem from the manner with which it would actually be voted upon? as being one of the reasons for litigation? You know, my guess is, and this is something I don't have a a firm grasp on at all, but I would think if you, if you looked at the, you know, what would, if they tried to, you know, let's just say if they tried to eliminate uh, uh, police departments in in municipalities that with a population of fewer than 5,000, you know, that, that might be an example of a, of a point of contention, just like, you know, some of the portions of Senate bill, five were uh, ultimately ruled unconstitutional, these special laws. So uh, that, I think that's an example. One Mm -hmm. thing there'd be, uh, you know, uh, uh, challenges to the law. So I I just don't see, it would just, it would be reprehensible. I mean, these are the two main reasons, you know, if, if, if they talk about some of the things that they would do was eliminate municipal police departments uh, or, you know, not allow the ones that w- are so small. Uh, I, that's as other mayors have said. Elimination of, of our police department would it be an absolute non-starter. You know, uh, money for money, officer for officer. You know, I'll, we are most proud of our law enforcement, our police department, and and I think many many municipalities. So there it is, Bob Nation, with us here on the Tim McKernan Show, the mayor of Chesterfield, giving his perspective as to why he is not on board with the idea of this particular way of merging St. Louis City and St. Louis County. 
Uh, your thoughts are always welcome in response. It can lead to some good questions for questions from the audience. Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com, T-M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N at InsideSTL.com. It's a topic a lot of people are discussing, and I always like to get the feedback of the people who listen to the podcast and you hear uninterrupted, well, you know, 45-minute conversations on the topic. So Tim McKernan at InsideSTL.com, please like the podcast, please give it a five-star review. Please leave feedback and please support the sponsors who make it possible. Ryan Kelly, the sponsor of our studios, the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, and also Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies online at evergreenstl.com. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet at Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth Exit online at landoff.com. And Mike Judy of mikejudypresents.com, an independent St. Louis area promoter who brings acts to St. Louis, and he's not in the interest of being one of the big boys. He is in the interest of bringing the best entertainment to St. Louis and giving you some acts and venues. You may never see him again because they're on their way up, and Mike spots him, and he brings him to town. MikeJudyPresents.com. Thank you, as always, to you for listening. Thank you to our producers for putting the whole show together. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios municipalities uh, the, the situation is the same bob nation mayor of chesterfield kind enough to join us here on the tim mccurden show bob thank you so much for your time okay thank you very much all right geico asks how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance of course you would and when it comes to great rates on insurance geico can help like with insurance for your car truck motorcycle boat and rv even help with homeowners or renters coverage Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.